welcome to the episode 34 of the Edka Golfers First Podcast, brought to you by the Edka Tournament Team. In this episode, Peter will give you an update about the new venue we found for the 2021 European Individual Championship for Golfers with Disability. And Rob will give you an update about the entries for the Edka Pairs Cup, which will be played at the Montado Golf Resort in Lisbon. And our annual Edka Argarve Open at Villa Sol Resort in Villa Mora. Tony and I will also talk about the annihilation of the 2021 European Individual Championship in Sweden and the search for a new venue. As the COVID pandemic still causes a lot of problems for the tournaments, we like to stay positive and we carefully start to work and open some entries. We need to be careful and therefore we will open some entries, we will accept your entry but we're not able to confirm your entry four weeks prior to the tournaments. Australia already finished to play the Australian Victorian Inclusive Championship and the next two tournaments are not far to start. New Zealand, Belgium, Denmark are scheduled for the month of May and Denmark, England, France, Czech Republic and Germany will follow shortly. Please see the complete tournament calendar on our website. We still have 22 international tournaments on the calendar in 2021 and let's keep our fingers crossed that we can play them. We therefore hope that we will be able to welcome you on one of those tournaments. First thing to discuss, I guess, is a little bit about the cancellation of the EGA Championship, uh, which was obviously supposed to be in Boxgorgen in Sweden. So can you tell me a little bit about why that happened? I think we didn't have a lot of choice. We were really anxious to get it there. Um, the host and the federation were both really looking at all the opportunities to make it happen. We had a few um, discussions and we had to wait uh, for the um, for the restrictions that Sweden uh, was setting up um, for the next couple of months. And we discussed these uh, these restrictions and it was just impossible for the host and for the member to host this tournament. There were too many uncertainties and not safe enough, um, not sure enough. So we didn't really have another choice than to cancel this, this edition. I think Sweden was going into a kind of a third wave as well and the government were having some new restrictions around what events could be played at an amateur level. Was that correct? Exactly. That's the that's the case. And they didn't give a clear um, path when it will be solved or when we will be able to play. So that was too many uncertainties to let it happen there. We have a new date because I know the tournament team worked pretty quickly to try and find a new date. Uh, got a new date, which is at the end of August. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We got a new date. It's August 21 till 24. Um, we are working with it net at the moment and we try to finalize all the details and see if it's possible. And 
yeah, let's get our fingers crossed if this one can go on. Egg rules official Peter Fisher talks a little bit about the O'Connor course. The 2021 Edgar Championship is going to be held in Portugal at the Emanduera Golf Resort in the Algarve. There are two courses at this resort, the Faldo course designed by Nick Faldo and the course which the Edgar competition is going to be played on, the Christie O'Connor Jr. course. This course is situated in a fertile valley and it has various water features, including both lakes and water courses that are spread throughout the entire course. This course demands accuracy from the tee and for the second and third shots, and is a good test for all golfers. It is landscaped and planted with mature palm trees, affording a lush ornamental setting like an extensive oasis. The fairways generally are very wide, with very big greens, although the greens are subtly contoured, which can sometimes make putting difficult. The resort has got lots of accommodation on site, so I know that that the the accommodation is kind of in um, apartment and villa type accommodation, which is all on the resort. So that should be pretty comfortable for most of the players to be able to get to quite easily. It's around about 40 minutes away from Faro Airport, 40-45 minutes away from Faro Airport, so pretty straightforward to get there. Of course, one of the difficulties, as always, is going to be, in these COVID times, that is, is we never really know what the travel restrictions are going to be like. Uh, currently, it looks like we can play it. looks like the, the summer will be open here in Portugal. The cases are relatively low here, and uh, it seems like the, the summer is going to happen. So we obviously have to wait and see a little bit closer to the date before we can finally confirm everything. But it certainly looks like it should be able to happen. And I know that you have some comments that you'd like to talk about regarding tournaments being played in different countries in this COVID period. Because clearly I think there's a number of people that are a little bit uncertain as to who makes the rules around the tournaments and you know how does that work? Yeah, that's something that's a common question in my email box. Um, yeah, it's nice to to explain to the players and, and the host and, and everybody that EDCA did make um, COVID restriction or a COVID route plan, uh, which we can give to organizers just to make sure that um, they, didn't, they don't forget anything. But most of the time, we stick with the regulations in the country of the venue. That's that's what we're supposed to do. There are members, they have to play their tournaments under those restrictions, and that's what we do. We just set up an international COVID um, roadmap so that organizers can also see what happens in other countries and maybe they want to adjust a little bit their restrictions um, on the tournaments to make it um, more safe for all the players. With the individual federations, my guess is that each of the federations has to work within the country's policies. And so those policies are set up by the government in each of those countries. 
And so they are the rules that supersede everything that even Edgar writes down. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. We just wrote a roadmap so um, they can look at it. And if they see something in that roadmap that they think, okay, that might be better for players from other countries, then they can introduce it, they can use it. But it's not an obligation. They can stick to the regulations or the the restriction of their law and in their country. Uh, it does appear that some of the world is now beginning to open up a little bit more. Uh, some countries that have got you know vaccination programs going quite quickly, others maybe a little bit slower. Everything. Everybody seems to be at a different stage of this pandemic. So. What does the back end of the year look like? So let's say from the beginning of July, are we seeing a lot of activity, a lot of organizers wanting to do events? How's it looking from a tournament perspective? Well, it looks really great from a tournament perspective. Uh, it's a full calendar if you look at it from the end of yeah, July. In July, it starts. We got the UK Open. Um, uh, Germany coming up. Uh, we got in a row. You can almost play every week another tournament till the end of the year. Um, it's just if if COVID allows us, we will have a, a beautiful tournament calendar. That's really great. It can be that some tournament organizers um, gonna make it a national tournament instead of an international just because uh, they still have travel restrictions at the time of the tournament. can also be that organizers are coming, that happens a lot, that they're gonna postpone their tournaments. So we're looking at new dates that it doesn't clash too much with the other ones. Um, yeah, that's what we do. We do our best to see if we can put the postponed tournaments somewhere in between the other ones so it will be open for everybody. I know there'll be further announcements as we go along. I suggest that everybody kind of keeps up with the social media and keeps up with the, the newsletters and the podcasts to try and keep you up to speed with the, the majority of the information that's coming out because it is changing on a maybe not quite so much a daily basis as it was before, but certainly every couple of days, it seems like there's something new that's happening. Exactly. And as soon as we finalize all the details, we're going to put it online. The entries will be open. That counts for every, um, every tournament. If we think we might have a chance that we can play it, we're going to open entries now. And let's see. Well, yeah, let's see. Let's see if we can play them. Just final thing to say about the tournaments. It's important at this stage just to be aware of the dates because clearly things can change very quickly. So booking flights and booking hotel accommodation and those kind of things, you know, those are obviously the responsibility of the players. And I think you should make sure that if you do book any flights and you do book any accommodation that you have some refund opportunities with those because things do tend to change very quickly. And, um, you know, we, we can only respond to the tournament itself and we will let people know as quickly as we possibly can do whether an event's going to go ahead or not. But uh, please make sure that when you book your flight, book your accommodation, that you have some understanding of what the refund opportunities might be on those because obviously they are your responsibility as the player. Entries are now open and being taken for the Edgar Purse Cup and the Edgar Algarve Open. 
Although entries are open, and due to the ongoing COVID situation and the uncertainty around restrictions, each tournament will not be confirmed until four weeks prior. So it is advisable to either book a cancelable accommodation or wait until a tournament is confirmed. This short clip from the latest Edgar Player Profile features Andy Stevenson. In this clip, Andy explains how he started to think about a career in sport. So I think, um, either consciously or subconsciously, I think I probably started thinking about, well, how can I still work in sport if I'm not going to play it competitively? And and, and uh, media was the thing. So I started off wanting to be a, a newspaper reporter in sport, but I went off to university at Warwick and got involved in the student radio. And it was a... Um, a light bulb moment as they say because I I realized that it was so much fun talking about sport reporting on sport rather than having to write about it and um, it's all a bit more immediate and live and you know you don't have sort of deadlines as such and you're not having to come up with a thousand words by six o'clock the next morning or whatever Andy's full story is available now on www.edgargolf.com in the player profile section. His story is also available on the Tough Love and Second Chances podcast and is available on most leading podcast platforms.